Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1854. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in beautiful Hillsboro, California, with a very special guest by the name of Glenn Egan. Hey, Glenn, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I'm ready to go. Ready to go, as you always are. Now, before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into this uh, new venture for you, what's one little thing that most people may not know about you, Glenn? Sure. Uh, one of the first languages I spoke was Greek. I moved from Canada to to Cyprus when I was two, and uh, I went to uh, Cypriot uh, preschool and everything. And yeah, and of course, everybody there spoke Greek, so I spoke Greek. You know, it's fun- it's funny because that language is one of those that people nowadays say it's all Greek to me. <laughs> because when you listen to people speak in that language, it's very unique and very different. The other thing is, I forgot it all. I left when, when I was four. I left, and that was it. I never, I've got a tape recording of me speaking Greek. Well, not too many people speak that language unless they're actually there. Unlike maybe French or German or Spanish or English or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, very fascinating. Well, maybe somewhere in your dreams, the little bits pick up and pieces pick up, and you go, "Why did I think of that? What does that mean?" So. Just a little bit. Well, we're going to talk about a special event that you're involved with here. Let me give you a proper introduction. Glenn Egan is the new chairman at the Hillsboro Concord Elegance, taking place July 18th at Crystal Springs a Golf Course in Burlingame, California. There'll be over 200 collector cars on display, and they will be honoring the BMW and Ford Marks this year. Nice. Glenn is a video game developer who recently sold his company to Oculus. Congratulations for that. Being a lifelong automotive fanatic, he's been a volunteer for the Concours for the past five years. Glenn's an Italian sports car enthusiast. I think there's a Ferrari in his life somewhere, maybe two. He's participated in amateur motorcycle and kart racing and has sponsored the Go-Kart Championships at Sonoma Raceway for the last decade. Very, very cool. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Glenn, but first... A word from our valued sponsors. We'll give them a little love and we'll be right back. Summer's here, thank goodness, and that means long, hot days. Covercraft's UVS custom sunscreens are quality made and are incredibly fast and easy to use. Your UVS sunscreen is custom tailored for your vehicle. And the accordion design ensures easy storage. Not only do they protect your dash and interior for maximum protection while parking in the sun, sunscreens keep your vehicle's interior significantly cooler. They're durable and dependable for years of use. I have one for all my vehicles and I use them every time I park my car when I'm not going to put the cover on. You can choose from a variety of colors, including the original, their Premier Series, and Carhartt designs. Your sunscreen is manufactured with the quality and attention to detail that's been the standard for Covercraft since 1965. And they make really great gifts, too. Get your summer deal today if you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com. You'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right. 10% off compliments of cars. Yeah. Simply use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things. 
that move you. Get your own custom sunscreen today. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance is where I now have my policy. What a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my Orange Crush, and provided a reasonable quote. American Collectors Insurance now protects my special ride. I'm saving hundreds of dollars and I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine. Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. All right, Glenn, we're back. So let's go a little deeper into the corner and have you share more about, maybe first go back to your career a little bit. Video game developers, you're like every teenage kid's dream job. I want to be that. You mean you can do that for a living? Here's a guy that actually did it, developed a business, and then sold it even better. And then I want you to get us into the Hillsborough Concord because you've been involved with this event for, I think, up to about 10 years. And now, guess what? You're in the chairman's seat. So you're in the hot seat, as they say. So give us a little background and then dive into this uh, fun new adventure you're in. Yes, thank you. Um, well, video games, you know, I'm, I'm not a young man. I'm quite an old man. And well, okay. so, uh, I'm going to stop you there because from my side of the fence, you're a young man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, when I got started in video games, uh, you know, it was a very different industry. Um, my dad gave me um, – my dad taught me how to program in BASIC, which is a very old school language. Yep. And um, the first thing I did was, was write a video game. And then from there, you know – there wasn't really a market for it, uh, you know, when I when I uh, sort of started working and I, I got a job at a software company. But then then it, uh, we left and started a, a game studio because, you know, it was like, wow, you could you could actually make a living doing this. So, yeah. And then a lot of twists and turns and eventually um, came down here to Silicon Valley and, and started another video game company with a bunch of my uh, awesome colleagues and uh, and yeah, now we've uh, we've joined uh, Oculus, and we've been uh, yeah really at the forefront of uh, of the VR development over the last uh, five or six years with them. So it's uh, it's a great fun ride, you know. It, it's it's evolved a tremendous amount uh, over my career, uh, but there's a lot of new new faces, uh, you know, that are doing new and cool and different things, and it's great to see that happen too. It, it's absolutely amazing to me. My son being, he's 27 now, but he was a teenager watching some of the video games he played and then how they evolved. And sometimes I would go back and go, what show is this? He goes, it's a video game. Th- that's a video game? Because, you know, the Oregon Trail, that's about my history with <laughs> video <laughs> games when my, my kids were little. We didn't have any of this fun stuff. But let's talk cars here because we are a Cars Yeah today. <laughs> You've been a car guy for a while, I'm assuming, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I look, I look back uh, at where it all kind of began. My dad, my dad was a big car guy. He was always uh, getting in over his head, getting getting some amazing car, and then sort of like tinkering away with it. He had this beautiful uh, 1974 BMW 2002 Alpina. It was gorgeous. He wouldn't let me touch it. Um, <laughs> it was uh, yeah, a brilliant car. That, that's 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 another that's another interview. But one day I'm going to go find that car. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if if there's a car I want to buy. That's one of them, um, definitely on the list. And uh, anyway, uh, and then the other event was uh, going to the. Um, I'm gonna. I can't remember if it's '86 or '87 Canadian Grand Prix, and watching Nigel Mansell Red Five uh, win that, and just the sound uh, and just the speed. And yeah, I was just kind of hooked. And then the first car I actually bought was uh, I want to say it's a 1979 Fiat X19. Because I couldn't afford a Ferrari, but it it did have the same door handles as a Ferrari 308 GT4. <laughs> it's kind of like so, a little baby Ferrari, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I kind of I had a couple of those, and eventually I settled on a 1987, which I had for like some 24, 25 years, and I went obsessive on the restoration on that. I took every nut, bolt, everything off it. I I replated everything. I polished the <laughs> suspension. I just yeah, it is. It was a yeah, glistening diamond of a car by the time and spent infinitely more money than it was actually worth. But sure. uh, but that's a good adventure. Any people do that on on restorations, by the way, no matter what level of car. Yep, uh, shipwright syndrome yeah. in full effect. <laughs> um, and and then yeah, I got involved with the Concor. Um, I kind of tell the story about it. Is you know I'd I'd been living here for for a couple of years, and I knew there was an event every now and then, but it, nothing quite. I I have twins at the time, like very young twins, and nothing quite lined up. And and then I actually I uh, I got leukemia, and oh, I ended no. up in the hospital for for a week. Oh my gosh! And then I I knew that there was the car show coming up at the end of the week, and I was like, I need to get better, and I need to get the hell out of here. And and it just became this like. I'm going to get I'm going to get better. I'm going to yeah, get myself checked out of here. I'm going to get my numbers where they need to be so that I can just get out of here. And that really became a focus and I've got this and so yeah, I'm, I I got out of there and I went to the car show and uh and I got a picture of me, you know, uh sitting in somebody some dumbass let me sit in there McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm sitting there and I've I've literally got the tags on, you know, the for, hospital tags. Yeah. <laughs> I think this guy escaped from the ward down the street. We yes, better be careful. Exactly. And you know, I just loved it. It was it's just such an amazing event. It's just such an amazing location, beautiful, you know, California countryside and sunshine and uh and then a year or so later another f- local friend of mine was like well hey they're looking for people to to volunteer and i'm like i'm all over that and so yeah kind of kind of you know dove in and uh i've been been doing a lot of the setup of the event but yeah last year people uh people said hey would you like to to take on this role you know and i think it's uh it's always good to have a cycle a cadence and you know people come in and I'm not a revolution kind of guy. I'm looking for an evolution, you know, in terms of what we do with it and stuff like right. that. It's a beautiful diamond, you know, like just like that restored Fiat right. um, of an event. And and it's got a great atmosphere. And uh, and yeah, I want to retain that and just evolve, you know, with the car community. 
Well, it's marvelous. One of the things that I didn't realize, which I think is fascinating, is that prior to the COVID pandemic, we just all went through uh, the Hillsborough Concord Elegance was the longest continuous running a Concord. And I went, what? How how can that be? Uh, you think of the Grand Poobahs like Pebble Beach or maybe some others. You think, well, they've got to have run longer, but that's an amazing distinction. Well, Still, technically, we can retain that uh, longest concurrently running until somebody else gets to 64 years. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> so everybody's starting over. I've got a, I've got a giant book of, uh, of uh, a magazine here. I'll just let me pull one out for a sec. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking maybe we should just erase the last 15 months and, and it doesn't count towards anything because it's, yeah. it's disrupted so many wonderful car events. Yes, I completely agree. So the concourse, concourse year 2020, beautiful, um, which is essentially um, a book, and it's just filled of canceled, 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 canceled. Yeah. Yes, and uh, I mean it's still got beautiful pictures in it. I love it. Like when you when you sign on for it, they they send you a bunch of copies of it and stuff like that. So yeah, so that that's a little frustrating, but you know everybody's in the same boat, right? And I, I think we're coming out of the gate as one of the pretty much the first one on the West Coast this year. We had to make some calls, you know, back in back in January. We're like, okay, vaccination's going to happen. But we, we made, yeah, we made some calls and kind of treaded a bit slowly. And then pretty much in April, we just pedaled to the metal, mm-hmm. set everything up, you know, go nuts at that point. But yeah, it, it's it's been a tricky path, but uh, I think we're in a good space now. Well, at some point, you got to rip the Band-Aid off and move forward. And uh, I think it's fantastic. So you think about your event, at least I do, especially California. California, much like the state of Washington, where I am, uh, the lockdown stuff was still pretty heavy and oppressive compared to, say, the folks in Florida or maybe some other states where things were a little more wide open. But now it seems like things are going to be okay. So let's talk about what you have planned for this event, because it's coming up very soon. Uh, tell us about some of the things that people who can finally break free and be out and enjoy the sunshine and be out in the fresh air and enjoy these beautiful cars in a magnificent setting. Kind of tell us about the setting and then tell us about what we can expect to see because having BMW and Ford marks, when I think of those two marks, Ford, of course, you think of uh, the Ford GTs, the race cars and the beautiful cars that Ford made back in history with most Concours events, the cars are older and BMW M1s, perhaps uh, your dad's beautiful too. 2002. I mean, there's some beautiful, and I'm a. I've been a BMW owner for 20 plus years now, having driven four M3s and all sorts of things. So walk us through what people can expect when they get to your event. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, there's uh, actually there's about uh, 20, 24 classes, and so you know we reserve the front end of the field for the uh, the uh, featured marks. Um, and like you said, Ford, we've got uh, we got some GT40s, we got some. Some old school GT40s, uh, at least one there, and a, and we got some new ones. Um, and then on the BMW side, yeah, M1, M1 Pro Car, uh, just amazing, amazing, beautiful machines. And we got a, we got a tremendous selection of Shelbys uh, that are going to be coming nice. out. Very, very happy to see uh, see. Uh, we had to. <laughs> there were so many. They were like, we want our own class. We're like, you got it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. So there's a, there's a, going to be a beautiful array of them, and then you know, and then we're spreading out. You know, there's uh, there's uh, you know import import cars. We got a we got a couple of Ferrari classes, Rolls Royce classes, and then uh, a lot of great American cars, uh, American sports car class with the Corvettes. 
And yeah, and then right the way through, you know, the, the sort of classic car experience. Um, we have we have a couple of outlier classes, which are like uh, race uh, race cars. We've got some amazing pieces of machinery there. And then we have arcane and unique. Um, which arcane has, which and has, unique. That sounds yes, fascinating. Which is kind of, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of surprises, fascinating, fascinating machines in there, too. I'm not going to give it entirely away. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll surprise uh, a few people. Well, and the setting there is quite spectacular. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. It's in the Bay Area, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, Hillsborough and, and Burlingame. They're about halfway down Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're over on the west sort of side of it. So um, up up the hill, so to speak, yeah. uh, right there in the countryside, right near the uh, uh, San Andreas um, reservoirs. Um, and yes, it's just a beautiful green set of fairways. Um, it's actually a national park. So it's actually um, the golf course leases it uh, from the park. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, it's just a beautiful slice of countryside. And yeah, just a, just a great place to host. Now, does this event happen over the course? Is it just a one-day event? Or are there a couple different parts of this event that, that are going to happen that people can, other than just going to the show? Is there, lots of times you see these things have galas, they have banquets, they have tours, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. We're, it happens over three days, essentially. On Friday, we have uh, the Start Your Engines party, just kind of like a gala kind of cocktail party soiree and we we host that at the candy store and the candy store is uh, is an amazing car club in of itself oh yeah i'm sure you've heard stories and uh, and yeah it's just some some beautiful beautiful machinery actually my friend was just over there because somebody's uh working on their on nikki lauder's 1977 formula one car Ooh, nice. um that's that's actually uh, stored down at the candy store. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, it's just a, it's just an amazing, amazing sort of historic venue filled with amazing, amazing set of cars. Um, and then on Saturday uh, we have the Tour de Elegance, which will um, you know start from Hillsborough Town Hall, uh, and that'll run uh, you know through the California countryside. And uh, and we've got a destination, which is actually a, uh, a classic car uh, collectors kind of uh, I want to say warehouse but it's it's his it's his museum uh-huh. uh, and it's filled with just an amazing array of machinery uh, and that's where and that's where everybody can uh, sit down and have a good lunch and check all that out and then Sunday is the main event the, uh, the Concord elegance on the fairways the uh, golf course. Sounds spectacular. Now, you mentioned your dad earlier with his passion for cars in that 2002. I've learned that every successful person typically has a driving inspiration, a mentor in their life, a, a key figure that kind of helped or influenced them move along. Who who might that be for you? Was it your dad? Is there some other people in your life? Yeah, I, I think... Um yeah, no, I'm not sure I could I could I could name a, another person that had uh, had as big an influence on me. You know, he loved cars and... Uh, and yeah, I'm uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm quite sad that I lost him as as young as I did, mm, uh, because there's so much so much in the last twenty uh, odd years uh, of cars and racing and and classics and all that kind of stuff. That every time you know, I remember I walked into the candy store and there's Nigel Mansell's Red Five Formula One car, <laughs> yeah. and it was just one of those moments where I was like, I, I you know, uh, quite moved. Bring it all back. Um, I was like, I, I wish he could be here to share this with me because to, to see that car up close is just amazing. So yeah, 
So that's well, it's very cool. And I'm sorry you lost your dad at such a young age. Lost my father four years ago, and he was the driving influence for me for old cars. So uh, even today, I will see something and I'll kind of just go to send it to him, and I go, Oh, I can't do that. Yeah, it's a tough deal. But, uh, you know, he left that legacy in your heart. And your soul and your passion. So uh, you get to live it now. And I'm sure he's smiling at you uh, <laughs> from the clouds above, as they say. So I think it's great. Um, let's take a short break. We come back. I want to talk about a bit of a challenge. Now, it could relate to the Concord. It could relate to you building your business. But I want you to sh- share some big bumpy roads you lived. But more importantly, what was the lesson learned so that you move forward in a really positive way? So keep that thought in mind. And we'll be right back. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events, where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett-Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett-Jackson auctions is contagious, and a unique experience is not to be missed. And be sure to visit BarrettJackson.com today. Barrett Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. All right, Glenn, so let's talk about this. A big obstacle, big challenge, being an entrepreneur, being someone who's built businesses, sold a business. I mean, boy, there's fraught with a lot of challenges. But putting a Concord together is fraught with challenges, especially when you throw a pandemic in the middle of the whole foray. So share a bumpy road with us, but the most important part of the story needs to be that valuable lesson learned. Well, uh, with the Concor, I have a, there's, there's a great, there's a great track record and, uh, and there's uh, awesome chairman that have, uh, that have preceded me. So like I said, it's become a beautiful jewel. So my objective there is to, you know, is to evolve it and, and not, and not break that, uh, that, that atmosphere. So I think I'm going to relate something more from the business. And I'm, I'm looking back when I was a lot younger and I'd started a company and we're very, very, very passionate about some games that we wanted to make. And, 
so passionate to the point that uh, that we didn't t- take into account any possible you know alternate paths or anything like that and so uh, and that you know you you walk out on a gangplank quite a way and then if the gangplank is removed then you're just going to drop so um i think my biggest takeaway you know from that experience was uh, was to and this is always the way i go forward with anything is to is there's a plan a there's a plan b there's a plan c there's a plan d and, you know, just to keep those things, you know, uh, running in your mind in parallel so that you can that you can pivot and uh, and be, you know, agile, especially when you're a small business. I've been running a small business for 20 something years at this point. 30, oh, my goodness. I'm really old. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, and you can take advantage of that agility, but you, you have to have that mindset. And I guess, yeah, that was my big takeaway. Well, it's a really valuable lesson, and I like to call them value bombs you drop for us, because sometimes people go into business and say, I'm not having a plan B because that means I failed. No, that not. you got to be ready and mobile and agile. And the other part is people have this strive for perfection mentality. If it's not perfect, I'm not going to do it. And if you stick to that many times, you'll never do it. Because it's Mm -hmm. never perfect enough. You never get there because you keep limiting yourself in that way. So I I always use uh, great people. Let's take two strong ones, Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, who talk about running into problems over and over and over. But all they did was just, okay, next. And I just watched a video the other day with Steve Jobs where Microsoft, or I'm sorry, Microsoft. Yeah, he would punch me if I said that. Apple. (laughs) Apple had lost billion dollars or something, and he was in front of all of his shareholders, and they were really raking him over the grills. And how he responded to that, you can find it on YouTube, was really brilliant. And he really just went back to the basics of what he was trying to do versus making excuses for why it wasn't there yet or all this money that he was spending to get there. What are we trying to do? We're not there yet. We're still trying to do that. And we've got to find our way through the grass, if you will. So, And I think the other one I heard you say is, don't go too far out on that gangplank have some kind of a backup because if it breaks, you can't get back to the ship fast enough before you fall in the water. So uh, nice answer to that one. When you look forward to, let's say, a short term, because I don't like to go too far out. Right now, you're just focused on this one event. A bucket list item for this coming Hillsborough Concours. What is your vision of what will make you happy that Sunday night when it's over with and you start planning for next year? Mm. Well, I think this year, you know, is really is really colored by covid and I look at uh, and I look at this event, you know, as one of those those watershed moments where I want people to to come and experience that sense of normalcy. I want, yeah. And then I I think that that would feel like a great achievement when when people would feel like the connections that they make with the community, all those things that they've shared in the past, those things are coming back, and just just to regain that confidence, that would be a that would be a great great objective. You know, like I said before, that the roster of cars is going to be beautiful. Feeling really comfortable about that, and I just, I just really want the attendees to all just, you know, relish this experience and go. That was the moment that summer. That's that's when we came back. That's when I felt alive again. You know, that that would be awesome. I got goosebumps, and people <laughs> go, "What? What are you talking about?" But uh, these little things that we took for granted. For so long. And I'll give you an example. My wife uh, just about three weeks ago went to Costco and no masks. And she said it was so 
refreshing to see faces again. Some people had their masks on. They're still feeling, you know, concerned or maybe they're elderly or whatever. It's okay. Cool. Do what you want to do. But she said, I just felt free because I remember the day she came home that the first day she had to wear a mask when she went to Costco and she was literally in tears. Mm -hmm. She said it was so sad because you couldn't see people's faces and everybody was so far away and nobody would talk. Nobody would say anything. Even running into a neighbor just stay back. Don't talk to me. And that distancing that happened to us. And the great thing about cars and events is you're right. It brings people back together. Even if you go to one event a year and you see people you haven't seen for a year, but they're your best friend Mm -hmm. and you get to talk with them and hug them or shake their hands or just talk with them and enjoy the environment. So I, I love your inspiration there, getting back to the way it was, freedom, enjoyment, and it's the people. It's always the people every single time. So No doubt. That's the event you are going to have in just a few weeks. I want to talk about a special vehicle in your life. Now, I know you have two older Ferraris and well, I'll call them the gated stick shift cars, if you will. I always ask my guests to share a special vehicle with us. Is one of those your special vehicle or is there something else you'd like to share? All right. I'm going to relate a story uh, that I don't tell too many people. Anyway, good. So uh, a long time ago, uh, I'm going to go with like 23 years ago, I was working on a, on a product uh, with a guy called Dan O'Brien. And Dan O'Brien was a decathlete who won the gold medal. Wow, yeah. And I can't remember which Olympics it was. I'm going to it's somewhere somewhere in the early 90s. Uh, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but he'd become you know a public speaker, motivational speaker, all those kinds of stuff. And I'm going to actually got to reach into my wallet here. Okay. And he said, you know, you got to focus on your goals. You know, he's, he's awesome, awesome dude. Really, really like passionate. Gold medalist. Focus yeah. on your goals. And he's like, you got to write your goals down, put them on a little piece of paper, and you got to put them in your wallet, and you got to carry around with you every day. And you really, really need to make sure you keep that, you know, vision constant. And he showed me the little piece of paper that he had that said, win the gold medal ah. that he kept in his wallet. Yeah. So, and so I got back to the hotel and, and, and I was like, yeah, I totally agree with that. I love that. So here's the piece of paper that is in my wallet and you're going to see it right here. GTO. I see GTO there. <laughs> oh yeah. I have a 308, a 246, a 512, a 355, an F40 and a 288 GTO. Nice. <laughs> so, it's, it's, I should laminate it because it's really falling apart. Well, yeah, to, to preserve it, you know. Um, I believe in what that whole concept, too. My When I was quite young, I really wanted a Porsche 911. I got a poster of the car I wanted. I hung it above my desk when I was just out of college and had my first job as a graphic designer. And every morning when I sat there, I looked at that thing. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. And you know what? When you keep repeating that, keep looking at that, your your mantra in life, your goal in life, you end up getting it. So for you, when you think about one special vehicle, is there one right now in your life that's been really, really, maybe it was that first Ferrari or maybe it's, maybe it's one to come. Oh yeah. I really would love uh, to go and get that 2002 BMW Alpina. That one. It's out there somewhere. Yeah. I tracked it back. Uh, It's somewhere in Quebec that I know. I know it's, uh, I I know the, I know the two owners after my father took really great care of it. It went through another restoration. So I'm sure it's in, it's in good hands, but yeah, I got to go track that one down. So what color is it? Uh, It was green. It was sort of 
British racing green kind of color with the gold Alpina kind of uh, yeah kind of ribbons along the side there and stuff. Yeah, very cool. I have no doubt that's going to end up in your garage one day for sure. <laughs> Now, I'm going to crawl on your head here. This is a question no one's ever asked you. I guarantee it. If you were, yeah, this could be a tough one. If you were manifest as a vehicle, Glenn, and this isn't what you want to be. This is your personality, quirks, idiosyncrasies, everything that is you wrapped up into an actual vehicle. What would you be? But more importantly, why? I'm I'm a BMW M3. Okay. I'm very, very practical and pragmatic, but I also like to do crazy things like race motorcycles too so or i used to but <laughs> so yeah so i i think i'm that kind of balance you know uh my listeners know i've had three m3s it was the bmw <laughs> m3 actually i've had four wait yeah four uh, sorry i left one out that's the car that got me on the track when i started racing uh was taking my e36 m3 to the track and putting slicks on it and seeing if i was comfortable at speed do i want to do this in a real race car and uh yeah led to 12 years of vintage racing so uh the m3 and i still have one in my garage my 05 e46 m3 i bought brand new i just cannot let that car go it's just cool i, I had yeah i had an 05 did you yeah okay. yeah Oh, that, well, I had it with the SMG. I know that's that's people can that's uh, that's divisive, but I <laughs> I really really I thoroughly like I remember watching Nigel Mansell. I'm, I'm it's my Englishness coming out, but yes, uh, 1989 Brazilian Grand Prix. Yep, where that's the first you know uh, paddle shift you know win oh, yeah. right out of the gate and everybody expected it you know it's a ferrari it's gonna break it's gonna mess up but no it you know it surprised everybody and they're like oh wow that's that's the future we might have something here yeah and within two years yeah, everybody has to do that and just it's yeah I, I love i love the shifters those are awesome fun but i love the paddles too it's awesome fun as well so well yeah. mine's got smg too and i know a lot of those out there rolling their eyes right now i lo- i have a manual car i've got an old porsche that's a manual but um i really like it i bought it because i had a very bad commute and i had a c c4s uh, 993 porsche before and sitting in traffic in that thing with a clutch it was like uh, i'm getting <laughs> this is terrible and so uh went back to my second e46 with the smg and i actually enjoy it it's got that visceral feel to it it's not like the pdk and the porsche which is just butter smooth i mean it's just you know or even the new ferraris it's just got that you can feel stuff happening with it right yeah something going on in there so i think it's cool yeah yeah i like it i like it i think it's fun now i always ask people about giving back i want you to talk a little bit about the hillsborough concord foundation because that was established in 2010 and you guys have a long history of philanthropic impact in your community so how does what the concord is doing because most concords always are raising money for something what are you guys doing yep well uh originally um the concord was uh was uh um Set up to to raise money for the uh, the school foundation, the school community in the uh, in the area. Mm-hmm. But then, with the foundation uh, expanded, and so now we have um, three our three prime charities. The first is the the Hillsborough School Foundation, just because that's the legacy. The second is the San Francisco Guardsmen, which is essentially a crew of uh, you know, sort of young professionals that all kind of get together to really uh, work hard to, you know, uh, raise money to um, help out sort of um, they call at-risk youth, sort of inner city youth, to, you know, with things like scholarships or various different, you know, training, potential training programs and all that kind of good stuff to, to really help, you know, lift people up 
and then also another uh, another foundation called uh, Ability Path. It was uh, previously called Gate Path, which do an amazing job of uh, of working with um, uh, disabled uh, people to essentially again lift them up, uh, give them you know uh, opportunities in terms of work, um, help people out um, with uh, with school and uh, and just yeah just to improve improve everybody's quality of life. Great causes, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to sending them a bunch of money. Well, that's an awesome <laughs> deal. I'll put links to all those for you listeners if you want to look into them, maybe want to provide some support and help to these wonderful groups. Uh, I love the names, Ability Path, that's great. The Guardsmen sounds exactly like protecting others, and of course, the Hillsborough Schools Foundation. How about a great book? Is there a book you've read, Glenn, that you'd like to share that you learned a lot from or really enjoyed? Oh, wow. I read a lot of books. Uh, I'm a mega science fiction fan because, ah, you know. Because of the gaming. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of Neil Stevenson books, you know, that I really, really, really love. Oh, and there's a Paolo Bacchigalupe book called uh, The Water Knife. The Water uh, Knife. Okay. Yeah. That is, it's it's quite pertinent this, this weekend. It's a sort of uh, dystopian vision of, of a water-challenged southwestern america and uh and just you know you can you hear about that sort of playing out and yeah. uh yeah it's uh it's a bit scary but you know hopefully it's also you know a good warning message and uh yeah we can um yeah come up with solutions and, interesting yeah. very that's the first time that book's been recommended and i'll remind our listeners you can go to the cars yeah website click on the resources tab and there's a tab there called guest recommended books where the water knife We'll be there, and maybe I'll pick one of those Neil Stevenson books to put on your show notes page as well under that page. So uh, I made it really easy for you listeners to just click and go buy, and there's almost 2,000 books listed there. So check it out. Cool. Yeah, lots of stuff, awesome. lots of stuff. One more short break. We come back. We're going to take the ultimate drive before we head off to the Hillsborough Concord Elegance. So sit tight. We'll be right back. Did you know that Cars Yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership according to Lipson? the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States. That's right. And Cars Yeah! is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah! has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyeah.com or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more. Cars yeah! is proud to support our veterans, which is why I've teamed up with our nonprofit partner, TechForce Foundation, through its Veterans at Work Military Transition Campaign. The tech shortage is very real, and our country needs skilled, qualified techs to keep our cars, trucks, airplanes, and fleets rolling. When so many vets build their skills in maintaining and servicing vehicles when deployed, TechForce helps transition those skills to jobs as professional technicians when they come home. Learn more about TechForce Foundation and its Veterans at Work Military Transition Fund at techforce.org today. All right, so I've got a magic scepter, which enables me to make something happen very cool for you. You get to go on the ultimate drive. You get to pick the vehicle. You get to pick who you're with. 
living or deceased, and you need to tell me where you're going to be going. What's this drive look like? So what's your ultimate drive look like for you, Glenn? I think I would want to, yeah, I'd like a, do I, I pick the car too? Everything. It's, yeah, okay. the magic is in uh, the scepter, as I say, for the ultimate drive here in cars. Yeah, car, place, person, where are you going? Uh, I think I'd want to take like uh, something like a 458 Evo or something like that. And I'd want to, uh, scare the crap out of my dad by driving <laughs> it around the Nürburgring. <laughs> <laughs> Have some fun with your dad on the ring. Well, that would be fun. Yeah. In a 458 Evo. Yeah. Even better. Perfect for that track. You know, a lot of corners, uh, long straights, high speeds. I've, I've had the pleasure of driving on that track three times now. Uh, once in a Porsche, but the other two times were in rental cars. They were E-series BMWs that we returned with no brakes. Sorry, Hertz. <laughs> that wasn't me. Uh, somebody else. Uh, but uh, yeah, that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I would love to make that happen for you. Well, you've taken us on a fun little ride today, and I'm really excited about this new venture you're involved in. And, you know, I think these Concours events need helpers. And for you listeners out there that want to get involved in a Concours, just raise your hand. They can use your help. And you never know, you may end up in the chairman's seat, just like Glenn, whether you want to or you don't. Uh, <laughs> but you'll get to be running a great organization. And the one that's been running the longest is Hillsborough, which is really, really cool. Could you leave us with a parting piece of advice or a success quote before I let you go today? Just to, I, I want to get back to the uh, about to, back to the community. Yeah. Um, and, and what I love about the, the Hillsborough Concours is it's a, it's a cross-section of the community. You know, like I said, we've got, you know, we've got Shelby's, uh, but then we've got, you know, like Nissan Skylines and uh, we've got, you know, Ferraris and we've got uh, Studebakers and it's just all kinds of all kinds of people coming together uh, around what they love. And uh, yeah, just my, you know, uh, my quote would be to be excellent to each other, you know, and uh, and to enjoy this this reopening. Absolutely. If you are anywhere in the Bay Area, you got to attend. It's just a few weeks away. You can go to the hillsboroughconcord.org website. Check it out. Everything is there. There's beautiful pictures, a lot to entice you. Uh, so if you're in the Bay Area or anywhere near, it's worth a drive or fly in, for goodness sake. Get out and do something. And this is a good way to start the concourse season. Uh, because this is going to take place, which is very, very cool. I want to do a shout out to Jeff Perlman at Perlman PR. He's introduced me to so many great people. He introduced me to Glenn. So Jeff, thank you once again for connecting me with a wonderful, inspiring automotive enthusiast. Hey, Glenn, thank you for taking a brief respite here from your very busy schedule because you you got a party to put on. So I'm going to let you go. Uh, I want to thank you for sharing your life, your expertise, and your passion. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Hillsborough Concours d'Elegance. Thank you so, so much for hosting me. It's been a wonderful experience. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, yes, my first podcast. So cool. Well, hey, I hope you had a good time. I sure did. And I'll see you at the Concord. Thank you, Glenn. This was great. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!